This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. WBBM News Time, 12.03. Great to have you with us for the Monday edition of the Noon Business Hour. Another trading week is underway. I'm Cisco Cotto. The Noon Business Hour is presented by the Village of Bedford Park. To Roth or not to Roth, just how should you structure that IRA or 401k? And later in the show, 1249, it is Stock Picker Monday. Right now, the busy week ahead includes reports on inflation and also retail and Fed policy. Joining us with a preview, Peter Cardillo, Chief Market Economist at Spartan Capital Securities based in New York. Let's begin with the inflation, Peter. Uh, It's been rising. Do we expect this to continue or is it beginning to taper off? No, I don't think it's beginning to taper off. In fact, tomorrow we should get a a sizzling uh, CPI number. Uh, That obviously means that consumers have to pay more. And uh, along with that is pricing power. So um, I'm not sure whether or not we'll uh, top the last uh, huge uh, hike that we had, but we are looking for... uh, the top line number to show a zero five tenths of a percent with the core matching that. So uh, that would be uh, a bad sign in terms of, in, of inflation, because that simply means that uh, uh, this inflation is pointing towards more of a structural and more lasting inflation as opposed to uh, temporary and for, I don't know, months now, we've been hearing about inflation and that uh, transitory is the term that I kept hearing. It sounds like you're saying it may not be. Exactly. Um, and, and, you know, the key here is that there's pricing power now. And uh, when you have that, that just simply means that um, corporations, uh, companies are able to pass on those increases uh, from the producers, uh, uh, from the producer level. And so... Uh, that becomes uh, 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 structural inflation. Let's talk about uh, retail sales. Uh, what, what's been, I guess there have been some challenges there, but a bit of a rebound as well. What do we expect? Yeah, we're looking for a uh, four-tenths of a percent uh, 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 climb, uh, and uh, X autos uh, probably the same. So uh, basically not uh, a very strong number this time around, but certainly um, a good indication that uh, consumers are going to continue to spend, and it's probably going to be um, a a very good uh, holiday uh, uh, spending season. And the reason is, obviously, um, uh, you know, incomes have been going going up, and more people have been returning to the workforce. And uh, so, we, we might just begin to see some pre, uh, pre-pandemic uh, spending levels. 
So, I mean, let, let's talk about the connection between retail sales. Okay, that looks pretty healthy. And yet, with inflation, the buying power of every dollar is reduced. What, what kind of an impact does that have, I, I mean, I guess, on the wider economy? Yeah, well, on the wider, wider economy, obviously. But, you know, uh, you have to remember that uh, people uh, go out and spend, especially during the holiday season. And the good news is that for now, at least for now, uh, we don't have a double taxation in the sense that oil prices are not four or five dollars a gallon. Uh, they've been pretty much stable around the uh, average of around three hundred five, three ten, uh, and that's been pretty much consistent uh, throughout the past six or seven months. So uh, that gives uh, the consumer a, a bit more spending power. Thanks so much. Good insight from Peter Cardillo, Chief Market Economist at Spartan Capital Securities in New York. Later on in the show, 1249, it's Stock Picker Monday. Frontline workers have already been in tight supply during the pandemic, with one in eight nursing professionals not planning on getting a COVID shot, despite the mandates. Joining us, Paul Siegert, managing partner at the health benefits consulting firm PCS Advisors in Nashville. Paul, it's good to have you with us here. So we've been hearing that it's really difficult in hospitals all over the country. It would seem to be made worse if you have some of these healthcare workers saying we're not going to work here if there's a mandate. Yeah, and it, it is happening. We've got cases in Houston, a recent case in Houston at, you know, at the Methodist Hospital there where they announced a mandate prior to President Biden's mandate. And then they promptly lost more than 150 of their staff. And they, while they might be able to withstand it, it's the smaller rural hospitals that are most impacted by these kinds of policies that are one size fits all. And those are the ones that would seem to be less likely to be able to attract other workers because there's there's nowhere nearby where they can attract other workers from. Yeah, they were already struggling before the pandemic with shortages. And now we, when nurses are polled, that's one of the most hard hit areas, of course. You've got twice as many saying that they plan to retire uh, than did a year ago before retirement age. And then you have some that are saying, hey, I'm just going to quit for a while because when I come come back, I can get a $20,000 signing bonus. I can become a traveling nurse and make $150 an hour. And they might even place me back at the same hospital where I was. And then others are leaving for less stressful jobs. Yeah, I heard earlier today we reported on a uh, hospital that actually stopped delivering babies because so many nurses decided to quit. Uh, wh- what could this end up meaning for health care? I mean, I'm, I'm thinking it takes a while. Even if you're able to recruit new people, it takes a while to get them in-house. Yeah, and that's that's really why you see when there's a good example of a hospital system that got creative with this or uh, depending on you know what you think of the science, I would say they were following the science more broadly. They added a uh, a spot to their mandate, an exception that if their nurses and other staff could show immunity, get tested for antibodies, they added that in as an exemption, which allowed them. So they had created a nice way to get through this. And now with this new mandate, uh, that will be affected. But I've talked to hospital CEOs, especially of small hospitals, who were not going to do a mandate. They were going to continue to educate their staff. They were going to look at natural immunity as an option or uh, fulfilling their any requirement that they had because of a real fear that they would not be able to staff their facilities. 
Is it more than hospitals, more than other healthcare offices? I mean, other industries uh, seemingly having the same challenge? Yeah, it's all around the country in many industries. You have about, depending what you, where you get your numbers, 20 or 25% of Americans that do not want to get vaccinated. And the, all the care approaches in the world haven't changed their mind. They have hard, they, you know, deeply held values or reasons that they're not going to get vaccinated. Many of them are, we even see cases where they were suing their employer before this uh, presidential mandate that came in. And the lawsuits that seemed to have the most merit were those around natural immunity. You've got some doctors in the UC system in California that are suing the UC system, claiming they can prove their immunity and don't need, therefore, to get a vaccine. You have uh, the same with a law professor at George Mason University and some others that have popped up around the country. So it'll be a very interesting 90 days, I think, as we as this works its way through the courts. Yeah, sure will. Thanks so much, Paul Siegert, managing partner at the health benefits consulting firm PCS Advisors, based in Nashville. Just ahead, a major entertainment giant announces how its movies will be rolled out for the rest of the year, streaming or in theaters. A deposit for your future. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Disney has announced the remainder of its 2021 films will be released exclusively in theaters before streaming on Disney+. Plus, let's talk about it. Joining us on the McGrath Lexus Business Line, Paul Dergarabedian, senior media analyst for the box office tracking company Comscore, based in Los Angeles. Uh, Paul, it, it seems pretty significant here because obviously Disney wants to boost Disney Plus. What's going on? Well, I think Disney has realized that the best results for movies are to be in theaters first and theatrically exclusive for about forty-five days. Shang-Chi is the latest example. Their film, their Marvel film, that movie obliterated Labor Day weekend records. In its second weekend, it only dropped 53%, which is a fairly small drop for a film that opened that big. And now that film's up to $145 million after just two weeks in release. And also worldwide, this film is a major hit. And it's incredible how much money Shang-Chi has made. It's up to 258 million dollars worldwide but i think this shift towards the theatrical first it's great for the big screen it's also good for the small screen so uh, good for the big screen and the small screen it it seems like there's got to be pressure on disney though from these theaters that's got to be going on maybe behind the scenes i don't know maybe out in public as well because if they send it right to disney plus that hurts the theaters Definitely. And I think that theaters have really pushed back on that whole idea of day and date, meaning in theaters, non-streaming on the same day. And I think that the studios are now realizing that they're, if they're patient and they're willing to wait for these movies to hit the small screen, when earlier I said it benefits both big screen and small screen, that's because a movie like Shang-Chi that is doing so well in theaters has greater prestige. That exclusivity in theaters right now builds excitement. And then when the movie hits Disney Plus in 40, well, less than 45 days now, I think it's going to have an even greater ability to draw new subscribers to Disney Plus and to keep subscribers there. And so the waiting is uh, sometimes the, the hardest part, as Tom Petty said in a song, but it's often beneficial 
in the business world. That's something that maybe doesn't get talked about enough. Everyone thinks about getting new subscribers and growing those numbers, but you also you have to close the back door and actually keep the subscribers there. Building this right. content library, is that the way Disney and really the other streaming services are doing that? Yeah, because they're, they're building up this library where it creates an idea of the consumer. Well, I can't leave this service because it's almost like a, an essential that you're emotionally tied to the content and the brand. And if you leave the, that streaming platform like Disney Plus or HBO Max or Hulu, Netflix, any, name any streaming service, they want to keep you there. And how do they do that? With great content and to opt out. Most people don't want to opt out. They want to stay in, but they need a good reason to do so. Disney is going to have some good movies coming up. Eternals on November 5th and Kanto on November 24th. And then next year, they've got Doctor Strange, Thor, Lightyear, uh, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. So a lot of great movies for Disney in the future. That's a lot of great content for Disney+. Plus. Thanks for all the information. Paul Dergarabedian, Senior Media Analyst for the box office tracking company Comscore. Still ahead to Roth or not to Roth. We'll also, at 1249, have a visit with our Monday afternoon stock picker. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is Chicago's all-news station. News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon. Great to have you with us. I'm Cisco Cotto. These are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. President Biden heads out west for a multi state tour. Stocks trading mostly higher. We'll take a look at what's driving the markets. A look at the pros and cons when it comes to time to decide where to stash your retirement savings. And an expert shares some investment ideas. It is Stock Picker Monday at 1249. On the markets right now, the Dow up 148 points, the NASDAQ down 30, and the S&P is now down 3 points. Oil up nearly 1%. It is back in the $70 range. 80 degrees, heading up to a high of 83, and we will have sunshine in Chicagoland all day long. 
President Biden believes his multi-trillion dollar infrastructure plan will pass Congress despite a rocky past few weeks for his administration. More from correspondent Sagar Magani. As he heads west, President Biden is looking to leave a tough month behind. From the chaotic Afghan withdrawal to a surging coronavirus, the past several weeks have been difficult, and the nation's let the president know. His personal approval numbers are down, but he says the country backs his agenda, including the $3.5 trillion infrastructure plan. My package is overwhelmingly popular. The president says that will lead to the GOP going after him, not his policies. A lot more direct checks on me, not, not what I'm for. And that's just, I'm a big boy. But he's also facing Democratic opposition in a Senate where he has no votes to spare. Joe Manchin says he cannot back the infrastructure plan's price tag. He says there's no way Congress will pass it this month. Sagar Magani, Washington. Cook County Treasurer Maria Pappas says thousands of properties will be part of the county's first tax sale in more than two years. It will happen on November 5th. Pappas says more than $163 million in unpaid property taxes from 2018 is due on those properties. Around 19,000 properties owe less than $1,000. If you own one of those properties, Pappas is going to send a certified mailing informing you the unpaid taxes are scheduled to be sold. That would put a lien against the property. It's the first step in a process that can end with the loss of property. It's 1232. Making sense of your dollars. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. The Noon Business Hour is presented by the Village of Bedford Park. Stocks are mixed. The Dow up 168. NASDAQ down 27. And the S&P is down one point. Let's see what's going on today. Brian Battle is here, Director at Performance Trust Capital Partners and Advisor at PT Asset Management here in Chicago. Brian, what do you make of what you're seeing on Wall Street today? Well, Cisco, we had a little bit of an off week last week, and a little bit, a couple hundred points here and there really doesn't matter with a Dow at 34,000. I mean, it's a couple hundred points. Feels like a lot, but percentage-wise, it's not that big a number. As a percentage, year-to-date, the S&P, the broadest measure, the the market is up 18%. So we're having a rip-roaring year this year, and coming into the fourth quarter here, into the fall, we're starting to feel some trepidation. There's some challenges here based on things that are out of the market's control, like, hey, is the Delta variant really a threat to the economy or is it going to go away? And probably even maybe maybe more important to the market is what the heck is going on in Washington, D.C. about the budget and about financing. So with that sort of uncertainty, what is an investor to do? So what we have to, I think what we're going to do is wait and see, and I think that's what the market is signaling, because Congress is supposed to pass a budget by the 30th of September. That's the end of the fiscal year. And they've crammed all this. We've got to pass a budget and finance the U.S. government for next year into the last 17 days of the month. So as your report just previously said, Biden's trying to pass a $3.5 trillion budget. Senator Manchin isn't doesn't seem like he's going to cooperate. And what is making the the market a little bit nervous is they're talking about raising corporate tax rates, changing the capital gains rate. So all of these things really affect stock valuations. And we're sort of up in the air until Washington gets their, their act together. I suspect that a smaller budget will pass, but the, the devil's in the detail. So that's really what's going to matter is what are tax rates going to be? When are they going to come into effect? And who, does, who is it going to, to uh, change? 
gallons. In the shorter term, we have some economic numbers this week. We have CPI, um, which is going to be Tuesday, which will give us a, a measure of is there inflation in the U.S. economy, is there growth, and then jobless claims, and then retail sales, which will tell us the health of the U.S. consumer. So investors probably shouldn't run for the hills or go all in because there's really not enough information right now. Just make sure your portfolio is balanced and um, you know what you're invested in and why you own it. And when it comes to those tax rates that you were talking about, does that sort of uncertainty cause any investors to start making some moves here at the end of the year, trying to protect themselves just in case there end up being higher tax rates? I think it does. And so the tax rates has two components. One, what is the rate? And two, who does it affect? So the top tax rate in New York City, as proposed, would be a little bit above 61% if you live in New York City and if you make enough money. Or in California, it's going to be just a little under 60%, about 59%. So that means the the current tax rate goes, corporate tax rate goes from 21 to 26. And personal rates are going to stay high in the upper 30s. So, yes, I think the thing that will really affect the stock market is will they change the capital gains rate? Because if they change the capital gains rate, depending on when you sell your stock, you're going to pay a really high tax or a really low tax. So, again, that's not sure. If they give us until the end of the year and say the the capital gains rate is going to go higher on December 31st, there will be a lot of pressure on the stock market because everybody's going to want to sell their stocks and pay a lower capital gains rate because there's a lot of embedded gains in the stock market right now. Some of the... Uh, reopening stocks doing pretty good today. I'm thinking uh, airlines and cruise lines. Uh, is that a good bet, or are we just still at a point where we're just not sure what's going to happen as far as travel goes? Yeah, I do. and so I think it's a, a function of consumer sentiment. You know, the Delta variant is uh, scary, and there's a lot of news about it. Not it certainly is more contagious. I'm not a doctor. It seems like. It's more contagious. Contagious. It's dangerous for certain subsectors of the economy. But I think there might be consumer fatigue. You know, if you're vaccinated. I think that it feels like it's an okay time to get back out there. Uh, every state's a little bit different. Some states are locked down, like Illinois. Some states are open, like Texas. Uh, but uh, it, it is a bet if you're going to buy travel and entertainment, lodging, gaming stocks, that the majority of people are going to say, I've had enough. I want to just get back out there. It, the economy is opening back up. It's slower than we expected because of the, the fear over Delta. But the sooner or later, the U.S. economy is going to get back to normal. And the, those consumer cyclicals or those stocks that depend on tourism, gaming, and travel are going to recover because sooner or later we're going to get back to normal. And again, as I said earlier, it's all a matter of timing. You know, how long is it going to be six months, two weeks, or two years? I would bet that's going to be measured in months, not years. Thanks so much. Brian Battle, Director at Performance Trust Capital Partners, Advisor at PT Asset Management. Up next, an investment expert tells us when it pays to do a Roth conversion and when it doesn't. Also 1249 Stock Picker Monday. Money conversation that pays a big dividend. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It's a good idea to weigh the pros and cons when deciding on whether to do a Roth IRA conversion or just keep with the traditional. Joining us on the McGrath Lexus Business Line, Mark Holbert, investment columnist for the Wall Street Journal, Barron's and MarketWatch.com. Mark, very quickly, for those new to investing, saving for retirement, the difference in Roth versus traditional. The difference is when you pay the tax. The traditional IRA assumes that uh, you put your money into the IRA and you get a tax deduction then. The money will then grow as you invest it over your lifetime. And then when you pull it out in retirement, that's when you have to pay tax on it. The Roth just reverses that order. So you pay into your IRA after you have paid tax on the amount. So you pay it with after-tax dollars. 
the benefit then is that the money then grows as you invest it over the uh, the rest of your earning life and into retirement. And then when you pull it out, you pull it out tax-free. So that's the difference. So there's an opportunity if you have that traditional IRA where you have not paid the taxes on it, you can convert it to a Roth. Uh, talk to us about some things people should consider before making that decision. Well, it turns out it's incredibly complicated, I think, is the bottom line. And so it, I, I think the general lesson is don't ever assume that just a, a rule of thumb will help you decide because you really need to, to run the numbers. What happens a lot of the time is people say, well, if you think your the tax rates will be higher in retirement than they are today, then you should do a Roth because you can, of course, convert the money into a Roth at today's lower rates, presumably, if the tax rates are lower. And then when uh, when uh, those tax rates are higher, you've already paid the tax, so you don't worry about it. That, of course, involves a lot of guesswork. Will tax rates be higher or lower in retirement or not? And then, of course, you start taking all kinds of other things into account. Usually, people aren't in as high of a tax bracket in their retirement because they're no longer earning, so you have to make assumptions about that. And that's just one of a myriad set of assumptions that uh, one has to take into account. When it comes to your overall retirement picture, does it make sense to have maybe some money in a Roth and some money in a traditional instead of having it in one or or the other account? You know, (laughs) I wish I could even give a straightforward answer to that. It turns out it just really depends on on what you uh, intend to do with, uh, like whether you have uh, a, a, what they call a bequest motive, whether you are hoping to leave money to your heirs, and it has to do with whether uh, and what you think other sources of income might be when you're in retirement. So again, I just have to come back to this just general <laughs> conclusion is that there's no one size that fits all. And when it comes to the actual investment, I've seen a few studies that have been done that Because what people want is they want to go, okay, Roth or traditional, how do I end up with more money in the end? Uh, If you're investing in the same thing, a lot of people have said, well, sometimes it's a wash and and sometimes it's one way or the other. There's just no hard and fast rule on that. Well, that's right. And I think that you you, you hint at what I think is another insight here, which is that in a lot of cases, it doesn't make as big of a difference as uh, as you might think. And uh, if tax rates stay identical, by the way, then presumably it's going to be a wash. And so you shouldn't be spending a heck of a lot of money on conversions to uh, to Roth if you don't think it's going to save you a lot of money. So I think the default would be don't do it unless it becomes overwhelming when you run the numbers. Thanks so much. That is Mark Holbert, investment columnist for The Wall Street Journal, Barron's, and MarketWatch.com. This time tomorrow, Travel Tuesday. Still to come, our Monday Stock Picker. The best daily deal in Chicago, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's Stock Picker Monday on the Noon Business Hour. We welcome Chuck Carlson, CEO of Horizon Investment Services, publisher of the Dow Theory Forecast newsletter based in Hammond. Chuck, always good to have you on the show. What's your first pick? Uh, The first pick is Chubb. The symbol is CB. It trades for about $182 a share. Chubb is a prominent property and casualty insurer with kind of an emphasis on insuring affluent and high net worth folks with their various insurance needs. Uh, The company is going to report uh, pretty much record results this year and next, and you can buy that growth at a pretty reasonable uh, valuation. It trades for about 14 times its expected 2021 earnings and about 13 times its 2022 earnings. So for investors that are looking for value and a little bit of a defensive play, uh, the bait on the stock or its uh, its uh, expected performance relative to the market is about a 0.74, uh, 
uh, it's a stock to take a look at. The dividend yield is 1.8%, so you get a premium yield versus uh, the S&P 500. So, again, that's Chubb, symbol CB. It's $182 a share right now. That's good. What's your second pick? Second pick is a kind of another value dividend play. It's Qualcomm, symbol QCOM. Stock trades for about $142 a share. It's down about 15% from its 52-week high of $168 a share. Qualcomm is a big semiconductor play, particularly in the, the, the wireless handset market. Uh, so it's getting a nice tailwind from the, the growth in 5G, but they've been also expanding uh, significantly into other areas of, of the chip market, such as automotive, as well as kind of the Internet of Things. Uh, you can buy the stock again at what I think is a pretty attractive value, especially for technology stock. It's trading at about 17 times its 2021 earnings estimate and only about 15 times its 2022 earnings estimate. And the dividend yield is is just about 2%. So again, you get a nice dividend flow on a good technology stock that's trading at a pretty reasonable valuation. That's Qualcomm. QCOM is the symbol. Before we let you go here briefly, what's the Dow theory telling us these days? Yeah, Dow theory is still bullish. Uh, that doesn't preclude the market from having kind of intermittent uh, secondary pullbacks here. And uh, let's be honest, the market's pretty much overdue for one of these 5 to 8% corrections, but that would not change the, the, the trend of the Dow theory. And uh, quite frankly, it's probably something that most investors shouldn't try to trade their way in and out of because they're very difficult to do that. So the primary trend of the market is still bullish under the Dow theory. Thanks so much. Chuck Carlson, CEO of Horizon Investment Services. His two picks today, Chubb, ticker symbol CB, and Qualcomm, ticker symbol QCOM. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.